Well, hello boys and girls, sports fans and assorted waves and strays. It's Dan here from Diginomica. Today's a little bit unusual. I've got a segment from a recording that was made late last week, which was kind of mid-May 2020, between um, Andy Steer from iTelligence and John Appleby from Avantra. It's interesting because it discusses what happens in a post-COVID-19 world where people are going to return to offices or not, as the case may be. Earlier in the day, Andy and I had had that kind of conversation, but this was a much more interesting segment. So, with their permission, I've sliced out and give it to you now. Take care. Enjoy. I mean, in our type of business, what we're doing is we're just saying we think that what this space needs to do in the future is different to what it does now. Yeah. So, whereas before, we might be thinking... Um, right, we need space for 60 hot desks and we need a few offices, sorry, a, a few meeting rooms. What we'll now be doing is saying, well, maybe we need 20 hot desks and we need five open creative studio type areas, which can be mixed use and mixed purpose. So mm. what that means is we're still paying the same for the offices, but with the value that they deliver to us is significantly different. And I think we're, we're, able to do that because that's the type of business we are i think if you are a more traditional organization you know maybe you're a manufacturing plant with an office bolted on the side with 80 people in it mm -hmm. i'm not sure you're just going to turn around and go well all those 80 people don't bother coming into the office anymore even you know no matter how in quotes successful this has been i think many of the many of the learned behaviors in those organizations are based around a lot of people being together in one place where quite often, I was talking to somebody else about this earlier on, actually, um, quite often productivity is confused for effort. Hmm. So they see a lot of people sitting there doing stuff. And yeah. They go, ah, we're productive, right? Exactly. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, whereas in, the, in the knowledge economy and the, the service economy where we are, outcomes oh, are yeah. what you measure for productivity. But, but also, I mean, we, we've discussed many times, uh, you know, even myself and John have discussed many times the fact that, you know, when you've worked from home and I've worked from home for a very long time, I know that actually I can be incredibly effect effective by walking away and kind of going, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go prepare lunch for my son or something along those lines, something completely different, which might be from the outside look, oh, you know, he's, he's not being productive at all. But actually that space and that ability to walk away is my way of kind of going, I need to think about this for a while subconsciously. I'm still working, but this is, this is the way I'm doing it. And, I, and I'm more productive myself as a result. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the old school way of looking at it just it doesn't ring true anymore. doesn't ring true. Well, Sorry, John, I cut across you. Oh. Well, I, I, I'm just not sure. <clears throat> I, I'm not sure I agree, Andy, whether, whether this isn't um, bigger a bigger thing. I, I was speaking to a customer yesterday, and I, and because uh, because we were we were trying to make decisions on uh, when we consider reopening our offices, and it's really complicated in a global business. It's, it's these are difficult decisions to make. I am not a, an epidemiologist or an immunologist or a, have any expertise, and so we have to listen to the best advice we can get. Um, and, and nor do I want to be a politician, so avoiding all of these topics on this. <laughs> nor do I want this show to turn about <laughs> politics, right? But, but so we have to make difficult decisions. So I, I, I contacted one of our customers just to get um, their perspective, and and um, and what they said was, they said, you know, 
you know, our office has had to remain open. It's been been forced to. We're, we're a, a critical business. And so had the office remained open. He said, there's nobody in there. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we don't think we're going to be there for a year. And actually, I don't know whether I'm ever going back in the office. And actually, we're talking about whether or not we replace the office with a billboard. And and the, the, okay, that's a we went from from you know here to quite extreme pretty quickly, but um, you know that's that's serious thinking, and, I, and I'm sort of wondering the same. You know, I was going to open a U.S. office, so it was supposed to already been open. We plan we had it in plans for this quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like, what, am I going to open that office now? And sure, it's very different if you've got a big office, but <clears throat> you know these leases do come up for renewal, uh, and I oh, think yeah. though. Where I do agree with you is on your point around how you reuse the spaces, because I think, mm. you know, uh, communal spaces will become um, much more important than cubicles because because cubicle farms, you know, according to the reports I've read, are potentially, you know, Petri dishes. Right. Um, and especially when I can, you know, I've talked to customer service people in all kinds of different companies. I'm pretty certain most of them are sat in a room. I've heard the kids crying in the background or the dogs barking. They're in a, they're in a mm-hmm. dark room somewhere or in a bedroom or wherever they can get by. And and you can measure that productivity on a computer system and and say, you know, are they doing the right number of calls? Are they on the phone or are they just, mm-hmm. you know, playing Fortnite? Here you go. Got that in. Um, wow. Look at you with a modern reference. <laughs> look, look at me. Yeah. Down, down with yeah. the kids. Down, down with the kids. My kid's too young for Fortnite. He's uh, he's more Bob the Builder if that existed in this country. So, so, but my 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 point is, I think we're really going to see a shift in working uh, for for knowledge workers away from uh, these cubicle farms and towards communal areas where you come in for a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And then you do your homework, do you do your work at home wherever wherever you do it. That's what I think. Anyway. So I- Right, so I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that. And and one of the things that I always, or I've repeated many times while we've been doing these office projects, is work is something you do, not somewhere you go. Mm. Right. Yeah. And that's a that's a big difference, I guess. Right. So I'm I'm with you, John, hundred percent on that. And our ethos inside intelligence in the UK is exactly that. However, I just I think and I worry that there are a number of organisations out there who are just itching to snap back at the earliest opportunity that they have. Now, the longer this goes on, of course, more ingrained habits will form and issues and challenges will be worked through and Mm -hmm. barriers will fall. But I just, I just genuinely believe that there will be a a reasonable number of organizations who will want to snap back. Now, what that will mean is of course, if, you're an employee and you're sitting there and you're looking at the organization you work for snapping back, but somewhere else you could work, not snapping back as far, then all of a sudden that changes your choices Mm -hmm. about where you go to work. And that's one of the reasons we're changing what we do because we want to be the destination employer. We want people to say, wow, you get all this flexibility there. You get to work this way. You get to do these things. So I think it will, it'll be a differentiator. but I there's, don't think there's a great point gonna, there. Gonna go yeah. that way. And actually just to, to, to expand on that point, actually, because um, you're, you're coming at it from the employee side and what they want to see and what they suddenly realize it's a much better way of living. They don't have to commute for two hours every morning or in the evening or whatever the case may be. I, I just give you two data points from two close friends of mine um, in who are based in Dublin. One works for a large healthcare provider. One works for a large software company. 
um, and uh, they're married, but you know, working for different companies, and they were both kind of told, "Hey, you know, you know, one of them has asthma, for example. Uh, hey, you know, um, we're, we're probably not going to open our office to you for quite a while because you're high risk. You know, we might let you back in maybe at maybe 2021, maybe midway through, or whatever the case may be." And he said, "Well, how would you feel about me lowering my rent?" by moving out of Dublin and moving somewhere in the Midlands or into a rural area. And they went, yeah, it's a great idea. No problem. Go for it. And um, his wife's uh, uh, company's reaction was the exact same. Oh yeah. We're a software company. You can do this remotely. No problem. So the two of them are actively looking to see where they can get, you know, uh, instead of paying, you know, three grand a month for, for an apartment in, in, in a metropolitan area, they can go get a house for 700 euro a month um, somewhere. And do they take a pay rural. cut as part of that? No, no, no pay cuts at the moment, at the moment. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering, you, you know, and I, and I say that because in, in, there are times where, you know, in, in the Bluefin days, we had people that mo- wanted to move to other countries. And yeah. so, they, you know, they, they want to go and, and live in Seville or something. And so we couldn't have them on site. So we, we, they don't, you know, at that time, we couldn't bill them for the same amount. So we've come to an arrangement. Yeah. You know, if it was the same. 